Hey guys, what time is it? It's 11 o'clock. And that means it's time for 11 o'clock comics. Episode. <laughs> episode. Oh, it's too soon. All right. No, yeah, hold your woo for one second. <laughs> episode two. Woohoo! I got real, real somber, morose devil music to play for the intro on this one. Nice. So, you know, we, we, we can vamp over it or we can cut it out at this point. They know what they're going to hear. But anyway. Yeah. Already. <laughs> see, yes. la- see, last week I was I was hot. Yeah. This week I'm no, sir, let's let it roll. No I'm, I'm all depressed. Um, <laughs> but we're going to talk about that. Eleven o'clock comics roll call. Vince B, purveyor of fine Italian Hitler porn comics. <laughs> God. Well, I, are there any others? <laughs> the trains ran on time, right? All right, take it around the table. <laughs> uh, Christopher Neesman. From, from Chicago, where it's actually 10 o'clock. Yeah, well, that doesn't count. <laughs> and David Price. Oh, you must do something. I put on my thumbs. David Price, Man of a Thousand Podcasts, great person to throw insults at because he doesn't seem to be bothered by them. <laughs> and, and, and when in doubt, you can always blame the Jew. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Wow, you know, I, I, I love doing this show on a Wednesday. It's the perfect night to do this because Wednesday is traditionally what day? It's comic book day. It's freaking comic book day. You know, and your comic shop gets them on Tuesday. No, actually, no, I, I don't. You know, I still get some preview stuff from um, from some so from some folks, but I usually don't. I don't pick my comics up until Wednesday, and that actually makes it really difficult for the show because I have to be really selective about what I read because I get home and it's like seven o'clock and, and you know making dinner and spending time with the with the wife and the dogs, and so I have time to read like two comics before we start recording. So well, there's and, a- and it, there's an mm-hmm. hour right there, two comics, that you can talk about them for an hour. Well, yeah, but the thing is, if you are disappointed in them, as I was this evening, no. it starts Ooh. to show off bad. No, yeah. real, no, it's not. Real world. Real what, world. What, what were you disappointed <laughs> in? Um, and it, 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 it sucks, because I was really looking forward to one of them, and that was uh, Avengers Invaders. You did not like that. I was really... I I thought the story was pretty uh was pretty vanilla. Yeah. And uh I was uh I was not blown away by uh who is it, Sadowski's art. I thought it was fairly pedestrian. Well, unfortunately his, his, his art wasn't inked, but see now I, I think I went in with low expectations and I, I was pleasantly surprised. Why? Why? It, it's it's the invaders and it's the, the creative team behind uh justice. Uh, minus Braithwaite. I mean, it, J- Jim Kruger and Alex Ross are, for for as much attention 
that gets put on those guys, and and obviously, you know, Ross has done some of the you know, pinnacle comics work in the last 10, 15 years, and, and Kruger has shown that he's a pretty damn good writer. I thought the story was very vanilla. Okay. Now... Do you want some sprinkles on that? The... the uh, a lot of people are probably going to want to throttle me with this, but... So far, Alex Ross, as far as plotting and writing, hasn't proved himself to me. I'm reading Justice. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get through Justice. I, I, I recently started it. I have all 12 issues, which I, I, find, I finally got all the remaining few issues I needed last year in Chicago. So they've been sitting on the pile waiting to be read. It's, it's beautiful. Brathwaite's pencils mm-hmm. are gorgeous. The... Uh, I, I still have was it Earth X that we were going to do as a spotlight on bullpen bulletins. I still have that to be read. So I, I do have some uh, some 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 Alex Ross plotted or or, or Kruger written mm-hmm. stories. I need to get to. I haven't I haven't checked out Project Superpowers yet, but I don't know if it's just the overhype. And, and Alex Ross is a fantastic painter. Doesn't mean he's a good writer, but he's a fantastic painter. When you're looking at static images. I just, I'm, I, based on who, and I didn't read any of Sadowski's work when he was illustrating the JSA. So I, I don't know. I, I've never read everything on, on this creative team's resume. Yeah. So I you know, didn't know what to expect. And I was, I, I was more surprised than I thought I was going to be. You know, Ross is, is so very opinionated, especially whenever it comes to legacy characters and sure. and older, you know, golden silver age characters. And that's why I, I I really am enjoying Project Superpowers and I think that his work you know, with JSA, I I think that he's more of a creative consultant on some of that stuff, especially with the, the Kingdom Come storyline. I mean that that's I, that's all Jeff Johns, in my opinion. I'm sure that they're working together and bouncing ideas off each other, but um yeah, the this Avengers Invaders, it it could be such a great story, but for, from personally for me, I I don't care about the Thunderbolts. You know, I, I don't really care how the Invaders would be interacting in the current Marvel landscape. It's hard enough for me to understand how current Marvel characters are operating in in the Marvel universe right now. And and so you throw in a you know kind of the first superhero team in Marvel's history sixty years into the future and drop them into this. And it just I, I'm, I don't want to see Submariner fighting Venom. I mean, you know, seriously, fuck that. I, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I hear you. It, I didn't read it, so I can't comment on the story, but mm-hmm. as far as Braithwaite goes, the guy's a ringer. Oh. He, he, he's, unfortunately, his name doesn't carry the weight it should because everything I've ever seen him produce has been just mm-hmm. flat-out incredible. Yeah, he's uh, a stud. Have you guys ever seen the Howard the Duck miniseries that he did the, for the for the Marvel Max line? Oh yeah. Oh my God, it was <laughs> it, it, it was just gorgeous, and uh, like I said, everything I've ever seen him do was just phenomenal. And you put him on a a title like this, and I think you know he'll surprise you. But I, like I said, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. But I, I have no faith in Alex Ross either. The, the, I read the first, what, two parts of Project Superpowers? Mm-hmm. 
Eh, not, it didn't didn't do a thing for me. I, I think that um, I think that's a pretty complicated story. I think it's very indelible. There's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know if the art team on that is carrying the the concept as well as they could. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna, Kruger's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm I'm gonna see how superpowers plays out. More than anything, those are characters that are interesting to me right now. Um, Songbird is not, and, and right. so that that's why that's why you know Avengers Invaders. I'll give it I'll give it another another issue or two, but it, it's gonna it's gonna have to pick. I, I I didn't like how it came out of the gates. I I got the free uh, sketchbook thing mm-hmm. in my DCBS box this week. And I found it odd that it was all pre-production sketches and stuff yeah. from Ross, but they didn't show any of the of the pencil pages. I, I, I if if they did, I can't recall seeing them. Sure, it's it's for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah, not, I'm not, and I, I'm not saying it's terrible. I mean, it's it's not. But no, he, um, Sadowski's a competent penciler. Mm-hmm, but you're right; mm-hmm. there wasn't anything really. It wasn't how. It wasn't. It didn't knock you over the head i mean the the issue starts it, it's all told from bucky's point of view yeah and uh-huh. and you have and and you're right i mean the fact that we now it's if this was a this would be great i think this would be so much better if this was a no particular point in marvel history where this this could be a story that could have been told in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, or even now, without the Civil War backdrop, without wondering mm-hmm. whether or not, you know, is this really, Steve is back, oh my God. And it's like, yeah. I mean, the, the end of the issue was, if, if you want to spoil it with that last page, with just, you know, that one particular character looking at all the screens, just mm-hmm. muttering Steve. And it's like, yeah. you know, now it's like, well, now we know where it is in time. And, that's not, and I'm not saying that that means that, it, it doesn't make it doesn't make it a timeless book. It is now it is now a book that will become extremely that's dated. attached to right. Yeah. It's attached to registration and yeah. and we and you know fine we get it. Civil War as an impact, it's going to be felt for you know however long. And now this twelve issue series, the one it's collected, is going to be attached to that. That that's yeah. in the background. And I tell you what, I'm I'm looking back through the book and the World War II story at the beginning of it is really cool. And Sadowski's art, I actually I actually really like in the World War II setting. As yes. soon as they as soon as they you know uh, go through the you know the Wizard of Oz type you know um, entry in, into into the new into the new world uh, or the present day, it it just it, it's like it came to a screeching halt, which I'll go back, you know, to, to Sal's point, which he's been saying on, on AC for God, the last year and a half, two years is why don't they do a world war two era invaders book? Because it would be so good. And it's such an easy, simple concept that would have such a big payoff. And here they've got the opportunity right here and they're, they're dropping the ball. I don't care about, current marvel and how the invaders are going to fit into that universe so so that's my downer for the night guys oh. <laughs> see, see i misunderstood you i thought that uh braithwaite was penciling it it's no 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 no, no. Okay. if if braithwaite were on this i would be all over it okay it's yeah i love his pencils even though even though alex ross said that uh that he would um he would never paint over braithwaite again <laughs> oh that's right yeah 
Yeah, he said it was an interesting venture, but uh, it's uh, it was a one-time thing. Well, what the hell does that mean? What? Why didn't he? Was it too too complex for him, or too? Um, what, was, what was the problem? He 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 wants to he wants to be able to do his own page layouts and and page design. And while I think he he enjoyed part of it, and it was it was different for him creatively, um, it took a lot longer than he thought it would be. I think they I think they approached that as it would be a time saver because Braithwaite would do all the pencils and and Ross would just paint over them. But I don't think that the process was as streamlined as they thought going in was the impression I got. And uh, and he just wants to do his own page designs, which, you know, I can totally see that. Yeah. Mm. He's scared, isn't he? He what? He's scared. <laughs> He's scared of Braithwaite. He's scared of the Braithwaite. I tell you what, there's a, there's an, there's another no. um, there's two other painters that I'm really enjoying their work right now, and uh, met one of them in New York, and that's Paulo Rivera. If you know, um, does the uh, the mythos mythos yeah okay. series with with um, um, with Paul Jenkins. Jenkins, and he was doing and I sh- and and I can say it because it's not gonna you, you won't get this deal at any other conventions, and I'm kicking myself for not for not getting one he was doing um um headshot painted um commissions for 40 dollars in new york oh that's ridiculously cheap yeah and they were gorgeous they were absolutely beautiful and and i i went to his table and it was uh i was i was buying one uh uh, for a friend and uh and i looked at him after i paid him it's like dude you're you're your way under you know, under charging <laughs> you you could be charging you know seventy five or a hundred dollars for these easy and he's like, yeah, I think whenever I go to Baltimore, the price is gonna go up so <laughs> but I love his work and um uh do you guys like Mike mayhew yeah yes it's i'm I'm really um enjoying a lot of of mayhew's work as i've been as I've been kind of tracking it down so those those are two of the other what we we're talking about Alex Ross those are two painters that that I really enjoy their work I have to admit I kind of shy away from painted books most of the time mm-hmm. unless it's uh mr Sajic. Uh, on on the Witchblade, like, oh. gotta, gotta mention the Witchblade. Every every yeah, every episode we will mention Witchblade. He's he's just phenomenal, mm-hmm. and uh, you got to give credit to Richard Eisenhoff on the Dark mm-hmm. Dark Tower books. He makes Lee uh, look just oh yeah a- amazing. Yeah. Well, that's all digital painting though, isn't it? It's oh gotta yeah, be. it's got to be. They had um they had some original pages uh, for sale. You know the the big original art tables that you'll go to. And they had some J. Lee pages from uh, from Dark Tower and uh, Inhumans for sale at one of those dealers. And his original pages are are absolutely gorgeous. But you can see how much you know production work goes in after he's done. But just his use of light and dark is is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple gifts given to you guys recently. Oh. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to go first? Sure. Um, um, rock and roll superstar uh, Dave Windorf, uh, uh, just just an absolutely 
amazing guy, and I love talking with Dave. He is—he's one of the one of the purest comic book fans I've ever met. It's and actually, Vince, you two um, separated from birth. It's it's definitely definitely uh, brothers from a different mother, as we like to say. He's um, the bull guy, man. He is he is awesome, but he sent me the Silver Age of comic book art by uh, Arwen uh, Schumer. And it is this this great, almost like coffee table book, and uh, it does spotlights on and and really in depth spotlights of you know a lot of different examples of their work and kind of a little biography of what was going on with them in the Silver Age. But it covers uh, uh, Carmine Infantino, Ditko, Jack Kirby, a big section on Jack Kirby, uh, Gil Kane, Joe Kubert, Gene Colwin. Uh, Steranko and Neil Adams, and yeah, it's like a hundred and hundred and seventy-five page um, book that just has amazing, beautiful artwork in it, and and great histories on some of the some of the giants of Silver Age comics. Very cool. I was I was I was blown away whenever I got home tonight. It was, it was I've been looking at it all night. That is awesome. Yeah, I, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> I want I want a chunk of Dave Windor flesh so I can I can clone him and, and create an unstoppable army of bloodthirsty Windorf soldiers that I could send out and to destroy all the neocons. Can you imagine that? Like a huge wave of Windorfs just flowing over the landscape, just destroying everything in their path. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the uh, Grant Morrison X Men character that? Uh, that he named after a uh, after a monster magnet song. Um. Oh, the, Jesus! I'm going to lose my credibility on this. Yeah, it's like the the teenage nuclear Teen- warhead. Yeah. Yeah. Negasonic teenage warhead. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 <laughs> Jesus! See, I, I hate it when I'm I draw blanks all the time, and you pushed me right into that hole. Oh boy! On on that name, I'll give you a pass. But uh, Negasonic yeah. Negasonic teenage. Warhead. Oh yes. Okay. I did that. What, that that yeah. Morrison would name a character after that is hilarious, and and Dave just that that was just like the the knees bees for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Morrison has uh, impeccable taste, and Dave produces good stuff. So yep, there yep. you go. He, he's a he's a he's a creative a creative mastermind, and yes. and a real good guy. Oh yeah, I still can't find my four way Diablo. You ever have like you put a disc somewhere? Mm-hmm. And you know you, you're in the mood to listen to it, which I always am. And I'm I'm going to find it. I can't find the freaking thing anywhere. Well, maybe one of my kids have it. No, <laughs> you know, I actually uh, I actually bought that from Amazon, but the direct download from Amazon. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I'm I'm tell you, you know I'm a, I'm a big Apple guy, and we're going on a tangent here. But Amazon, no, we're Am- Amazon's direct <laughs> MP3 downloads are. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah. 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 It's DRM free. They're cheaper, and the quality is great on them. And if you have an Amazon account, and pretty much everybody does, it's super easy. Cool. I'm gonna polish go. the Apple a little bit too, because what a day today! Ugh, I I um I had to order a new machine, as I mentioned last week, because the you know my G4 was crapping out after seven years. Mm-hmm. And do do you hear that noise in the background? Do you hear it? No. no, I do not. Damn right you don't, because this machine is, I got a an 8-core Mac Pro, 4 gigs of RAM. It, it runs so silently, I can't even believe it's on. And it, it came today. So I'm thinking, I, I hope 
that the, the machine comes early in the day because I took the day off because I knew it was coming. I, I, I said, I hope it comes early in the day. That way it'll give me enough time to set up all my applications, get everything rolling for tonight so we wouldn't have to push the show into tomorrow and then it wouldn't get out this week and I'd hear a billion I, tur- I told you so. Well, not a billion, but <laughs> close. But I'll tell you, I restarted my old Mac in FireWire target disk mode, mm-hmm. plug- plugged in a FireWire cable to the new computer, to the old computer. It took everything on my old computer, my network um, settings, my personal settings, all my applications. I, di- I had to install nothing. It, oh, it, that's sweet. It, it just did, it did everything for me, and I didn't even have to put, you know, I don't know if you've ever set up a Mac, but in the beginning, you have to put, you know, your, your personal information, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Did all that for me, launched me into the Finder, threw me into System Update, downloaded all the new um, updated program files, and I was rolling in like two hours. It would have taken me all day to do it. Nice. So I love Apple. Well, I, you know, I've said it before. <laughs> I just love Apple. I really do. And... <laughs> I'm gonna do a dual boot with that boot camp thing, so mm-hmm. I can so I can play games. So <laughs> we are rolling, but yeah. So that's what kind of day it was today. I got my machine today. It was comic book day. It was it was a really good day, you know. Yeah. Well, well, David, what 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 present did you get from uh, the postman today? I uh, well, by way of the postman, I received a fabulous. Actually, I took a picture of it. I sent it to uh, sent it out using uh, using Twitter. I showed off. I showed it off to a few people, and I sent it to to Vince, and and I'll link to it. But it's uh, our buddy, Mr. Matt Kramer, Darth Kramer, on on all the forums that he uh, that he frequents. He was at uh, what the hell was the name of the convention? Oh, it was the, the uh, I'm, I'm o- 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 It was the uh, Oconicon in uh, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. I almost That's went, it. but I've been uh, convention crazy. But yeah, he got some awesome stuff up there. He got some beautiful sketches, and I, and Somni is, you know, we 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 went off on him last week, and you know his ears are probably still burning. The man is more talented than anybody deserves to be. But than Jesus, he's more talented than Jesus. He, is. he probably can walk on water the best. <laughs> but Matt was nice enough to uh, oh, you're to send me. me a Daredevil Blood of the Tarantula one shot signed by Chris signed by Andy and what's great is that Andy writes a big mwah just sends me a big kiss right on the cover and that's sitting on <laughs> top of my shelf right now <laughs> that's funny that's you know, Andy Andy and Chris both I mean, we talked about uh, Dave what a nice guy he is but Andy and Chris are, are class acts all the way and I, I, you know, I've found my Daredevil team whenever, whenever Brubaker and Lark leave, it could be yeah. Andy and Chris, and I'd be, Absolutely. I'd be more than happy. I think we said that last week. Well, that's cool. Pimp Matt's yeah. show. Hmm. Pimp Matt's show. Oh, um, oh, that's right. The, yeah. the Shade, Shades Journal, which is a, uh, mm-hmm. which is available on the reader feed from, uh, basically a a brother show to. Marvel Noise. It's all hosted thanks to uh, to Derek Howard and and thank you Vince for reminding me. Yeah, the Shades yeah. Journal. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's a Starman centric podcast, and I can't think of anybody better to talk about Starman than Matt Kramer because I ever since I've known Matt, going back years on on the forums, it's it's always been 
Starman, anything and Starwin related, and and, and Starwin, yes, 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 <laughs> and 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 Dark Seed or Thanos or, or you know anything like that. He's a uh, he's. He's and he's a great guy. I mean, you know, he's, he's a cosmic guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did no. get something in the mail. What'd you get? Yes, I did. Um, I got something from my good friend Tim Rackerich. Do you know who that is? Well, you know who I. Oh, we were talking about the Paolo Rivera sketch. Uh huh. That's who I was getting it for. It was for Tim. Ah, Tim, also <laughs> known as Freaky Tiki. Freaky Tiki. Now, <laughs> you know, Tim and I have had our adventures online. Sure. He, he's so damn optimistic and <laughs> but he's he's a great guy and i love him and we get along really well but so one day he said hey vince send me your address i got something for you he got me an aqualung sketch from, really yeah it is really cool from um paul mayberry the the uh, artist of Aqualung from Image Books and it's really neat and it has a devil dinosaur vibe to it because mm -hmm. the uh, the title character is sitting on the top of a dinosaur really cool <laughs> yeah so you know thank you Tim that's you know it's a, and and this can sound you know, very you know backslapping and 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 self it could uh, self indulgent not. but it, it, to people that don't know I mean the the, the community and and I want to talk about this a little bit tonight as I'm getting ready to to, to jet off to Seattle uh, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Friday, Friday I'm leaving. Um, it, it just never ceases to amaze me how many friends that I've made because of podcasting and, oh, yeah. and, and different podcasts and the forums and just the people I know all around the country and we're always sending stuff to each other and you know and and emails and it really you know if you're listening out there and you haven't become a part of an internet community and and have a group of if you love comic books if you don't have a group of like-minded comic book fans that you can just bs with online and sit around and talk with or whatever you're missing out because you know i've met you guys through this i mean i'm heading out to seattle and loik is going to be there the i fanboy guys are going to be there i have friends all over the country because of this silly little thing that we do and it's awesome. It is. And, and you mm -hmm. ever notice it's always the ones you least expect? Oh, yeah. It, it's I'll, like I'll... the Spanish Inquisition. Like, <sighs> I, I would never expect Tim out of the blue to get me a sketch, but he did. So that, well, that is so cool. You remember whenever whenever we um, Skyped for the very first time? This is probably almost two years ago, Vance. And we, because we used to go back and forth on the forums, and and then we we actually had a chance to have a conversation with each other, which will show you that you should never take at face value conversations on you know on forums until you actually talk to someone and you were just like i never thought we'd have a conversation like that no because we were button heads initially oh, yeah oh yeah, yeah absolutely. you were the marvel I, guy how <laughs> the mighty have fallen i think i think the uh oh, i think the biggest that was a good one thank you the <laughs> biggest example of what of 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 never judging a book by its cover is our own Dan C. Papercut. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> because by looking at his posts on the Around Comics forum, by looking at his little Sandman avatar, and just the way he carried himself. We were online, really scared before we We met. were expecting some, some 
Yeah, yeah. Somebody with yeah. a stick up their ass. Yeah, yeah. No, ca- <laughs> no, or, or some Bruce, cave, cave looking dude. Yeah, cave dweller. We were really worried. <laughs> looking like Harry Knowles. I mean, we just we didn't know what the hell we were gonna get. And there's some suave looking dude, like he just came off the set of Miami Vice or something. Yeah, he is sexy. For a and, and he is yeah. a sexy bastard. Yeah. Hey Vince, hey, and, yeah. or and, and or David, um, I re- I got kind of made fun of this at work today because I, I ordered it, but. Um, I actually went out and got Don Rose's Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. Oh, it, why, would, why would you be made fun of? That thing is freaking gold. Is it good? Oh, my God, is it good. It's okay. better than good. It's oh, I, I, See, this is one of the one things, well, one of the few things that I, I don't have the words to tell you how good that is. Okay. I was kind of, I was, there was a little bit of ridicule today at work. So. No. Okay, because no. I'm reading it on the plane to Seattle. And this pretty much dovetails nicely into something I read this week. Which is? Uncle Scrooge, number 375. I picked it up today. And lately I've been... can I, I, I kind of see the duck books as the eye of the hurricane. All these superhero events and miniseries mm-hmm. and everything swirling around. There's one thing about Carl Barks and the gemstone... Duck books, they're they're the calm in the middle of this whole shitstorm of superhero <laughs> bullshit because you always know what you're gonna get with with Uncle Scrooge. You you'll get four, possibly five stories, just well done, done in one, artistically brilliant, beautifully drawn stuff in every issue. And you know, you know me, I hate to pay more than Two ninety nine for a comic, even even mm-hmm. with the sure. discount, these these books go for like seven ninety nine a pop, which to me are they I, really? Yeah, they are. They're square bound, prestige format. You know, great paper, cardstock covers, the whole nine yards. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, Jeppy doesn't fool around, but and you gotta wonder who his audience is. I mean, you would think that Disney should be aimed at kids. This stuff should be on crap paper for <laughs> two fifty just to get it out there to the kids. But I guess he's taking a, a kind of highbrow approach to it and targeting the older audience. Cause I can't see a kid spending eight bucks on a comic book, but you, anyway. mean, you mean there's more of you out there there. I hope, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to get back to the book, um, there's a story in this one that, you know, I, I sat there and, and the best way I can describe my enjoyment of this story was the world went away when I was reading it. Yeah. And that, that's tough to do with three kids and, you know, all the responsibilities we have as pseudo adults. I'm reading this story and it's called the 24 Carat moon. Just, just enveloped in Carl Barks's just wonderful awe of the universe like they discovered that the moon is made out of gold there was there was, there's another moon hiding behind our moon and this moon is 24 karat gold so naturally scrooge <laughs> sure he has to have it so they go to the moon they meet an alien blah 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 the beagle brothers are in it it's it's just uh, it's it on the surface it, it's fluff but it's it's a really cool story like uh the, the Huey, Dewey, and Louie are in it, and and Donald, and it's Carl Barks art, and it's just this. this... Well, hey, you know, don't don't underestimate the, uh, and, and I'm sure people are like snickering out there, but Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck 
dude, Eisner winner. And not just Eisner winner for, like, children's publication. It was um, the Eisner winner for best serialized story. So that's kind of the big one, actually. Oh, it's it's amazing. Wait until you read it. Yeah. Uh, But just the... uh... Uh, it's not all that innocent because Scrooge is pretty much a money grubber. <laughs> you know, he'll do anything for a buck. So it's not crystal, it's not squeaky clean, but it's just this, gosh golly, let's tell a comic book story and enjoy ourselves. I, I just, I, I love Barks' stuff. Nothing wrong with that. And, and there's a ton of stuff in, like William Van Horn has a story in here. Uh, Carl, uh, not Carl Barks. Don Rosa has a couple of pinups. For my money, it's worth the eight bucks, and I get a discount at the comic shop, so it's you know it's not really eight bucks. It comes out to like five something, but but still, it's worth every freaking penny. If you can, if you're looking for something different to uh, take your mind off of all the the over dramatized <laughs> superhero stuff that's going on try try one of the the gemstone duck books they're really good gemstone does nice stuff man ec archives yeah. baby ec archives oh yeah they're awesome but i mean it's quality work but you're gonna pay for it mm-hmm. it's it, it's not cheap so i mean that's what i one of the things i read i read a couple other things mm-hmm. but i'll let you guys go because i don't want to hog all the uh the mic time here mr price I, go for it i read um I read Lock and Key. I read the first two issues of Lock and Key. Joe Hill's Lock and Key. I'm very curious about that. It's really good. It really is. It it, it threw me for a loop at the end of the first issue because mm-hmm. I wasn't kind of really expecting that. And uh, and it's it the art is the art's real good. The art's solid. I, it is I, it is a really smartly written book. He's a writer, and you can tell Daddy's rubbed off on him. Yes, sure, mm-hmm. and uh, and mommy. Yeah she, yeah, she writes too. Yeah, yeah. It's for people that don't know. Joe Hill's uh, the uh, the pen name for um, is what's his first name? Is it Mole? <laughs> Mole. It's Stephen King's son. <laughs> so this is, yeah, it's <laughs> Stephen <laughs> King's son who's who's writing this. Sorry, <laughs> if anybody didn't know, Vince is on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the. Uh, it, it the first issue it, it starts off with uh I mean right away you kinda know that something bad's gonna happen. And it doesn't let up and I, I was um I, I I feel for the oldest the, the oldest son in, in the family. I mean it's just it's it, with the key house and, and it's it's just it's a really I'm really looking forward to where to where the story's going, and, and I'm not. What's the gist of it? Is like, is it like a supernatural thing? Because I looked through it, and it, and it kind of gave me a, a little bit of a Sandman vibe. Just the art. I, I had no idea what the story was. It's uh, the, there's a incident that happens at uh, at the main character's home. He, the, the, there's three children: an oldest son, a middle teenage daughter, and and a younger, I don't know, maybe six, seven year old boy, who's whose parents get attacked and well i guess i'll just the father ends up getting killed mm-hmm. um, and they move from their home to massachusetts to a uh to what the family calls key house and it's just it's it's a large 
castle-looking place. It's, mm-hmm. it's got many, many rooms. Uh, the, fam- the old family estates. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm guessing that the uncle, that uh, their father's brother, is, um, is gay. That, that's just my impression because of, of no and it's and, it, and I mean it doesn't play into the story or anything it's just the way the way the way Joe Hill is writing this he kind of he doesn't come right out and hit you over the head I like that he just he talks very I don't know there's just a lot of I don't even know if there's a lot but there's ambiguity there and and you mm-hmm. can fill in the the gaps on your own and the family moves to Massachusetts because they live where on the west coast Seattle. They lived in Seattle, I think. Mm-hmm. They uh, they moved to um, to Massachusetts, and the oldest son is moody. He's brooding. He was never really happy with with his life or the fact that you know with his parents. He found his parents boring. He'd rather he'd rather be doing anything else, going surfing with his buddies, going climbing with his buddies, just doing anything else. He's a teenage boy. Exactly, right. And he just wants to get away. So dad dad gets killed. The the book opens with two two kids the the oldest son's age. And what is the kid's name Taylor or Tyler? I know the youngest kid is Bode. Mm hmm. So Perhaps so. That's a very Stephen Kingish name. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I think what I what I pulled out of it, and 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 certainly the plot is important, but it was in the storytelling and and the delivery. It was you know the dialogue was extremely crisp and believable, and how the story was told through a series of flashbacks and you know little time slips here and and there to to give you this enough of the story to make it interesting but not everything to keep it intriguing and you know this I mean this guy's probably not going to be writing comics very long so I'm going to enjoy it why why he is because this is you could tell he's he's going to be you know he's probably going to be a novelist or a, oh, or I a think he already writer. has a couple yeah. novels on oh yeah uh, Heart Shaped Box right yeah yeah and so yeah it's and good stuff I'll tell you it must be doing well for IDW because by the, yeah by the time I decided to buy into the series my local comic shop had sold out of the second issue yep. and was shortchanged from Diamond on the third so by the time he got the second issue in, he sold out of the third one. So I'm just going to wait for the trade on it. Mm-hmm. It's probably something I would want to read all at once anyway. I think so. Yeah. Yep. I got something today that I'm really excited because it's one that I got the first two issues of. Absolutely loved it, and I loved it so much that I was like, yep, I'm going to pick this one up and trade so I didn't get the, the, the final issues on it. Did you guys re- Did you guys read Iron Man, Enter the Mandarin? No, no, but I do have to. I do want to get. I'm I'm pissed that it came out in trade, and not in hardcover. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're just trying to get it out to market while while Iron Man came out. Vince, don't laugh. Vince. No, I, I'm not <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I, I'm laughing at the fact that you know it's a Marvel book, but I, I saw the art. I think the art's outstanding. It is. It's oh. just incredible art. But, so yeah, <laughs> it's so that, that, and it's he, jo- dude, you like Joe Casey? I love Joe Casey, but it's, it's a jo- freaking Marvel book. I don't, I don't want no. I'm not reading it. 
It, okay, forget all of the. It doesn't this, look this, like this a Marvel. Is, this is what I love I know about it. It doesn't. It looks great. You just you take you take all of the Civil War oh. and registration crap and you throw it out the window and you're you know what we're just going to tell a really cool fun Iron Man versus Mandarin story and it's going to be a you know mini series and we're going to have you know, awesome art that is not in the Marvel house style and Joe Casey goes kind of nuts and you know Dave Stewart colors it's gorgeous it's a yeah, fun story great. and I'm just like yep it's my it's it's now my my favorite Iron Man story because it's mostly because it's absolutely gorgeous Can, I'm he's like seriously out of everyone in Seattle he's at the top of my list of guys that I want to meet I can't I can't wait to talk with him because I, I love his art that much maybe I'll pick up the trade one of these days it's really good <laughs> <laughs> I do like good art and I and mm -hmm. Joe Joe Casey can do no wrong in my mind did you did you um did we talk Nixon Styles last week? I got that in my DCBS box this week. Well, cool. Let me, let me, we we pimped the, we pimped Burnham enough last week on, he on our show. Enough. So yeah. yeah, yeah, you did. And uh, so yeah, but uh, let me know what you think of it. And anyone else out there, pick up Nixon Nixon's pals if you have a chance. It you know, my I like to keep myself around a hundred and twenty. 125 bucks for DCBS. Mm -hmm. This this month's shipment, I don't know what the hell happened. Maybe a bunch of stuff that was late all shipped at once because this is this week was the biggest box I have ever gotten from DCBS. There was like 12 trades in it. <laughs> uh, Je Jeffrey Brown's Little Things. Oh, nice. Yep. I got the Aviary by, uh, damn it, I can't see the spine of it. Let's see. Jamie Tanner's Aviary. I got a book called Making Stuff and Doing Things, a collection of do-it-yourself guides to doing just about everything by Kyle Brano. And it's like part comics, part instruction manual. And it's it, it it's very zine-looking. Like parts of it are photocopied, mm -hmm. you know, typewriter font. And then there's real scratchy drawings. And, and it, it, this is right up my alley. I love stuff like this. I got the Star Wars Omnibus Tales of the Jedi Volume 2. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Star Wars is awesome. All right. Uh, you used to be. Read that Enter the Mandarin. I'm joking, joking man. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, Aqualung from Image by Mark Andrew Smith and Paul Mayberry. Nixon's Pals by Casey and uh, Burnham, from also from Image. And I got the Amory Wars, because I love Coheed and Cambria, thanks to Mr. David Price hooking me on them. <laughs> the Noble Causes Archives. I got a shitload of stuff. And I, I think it's one of those things, like, I have no idea when I'm going to read all this crap. The Image Cast. No, it's not the Image Cast. <laughs> not yet. Give it time. <laughs> I did get a lot of image books, but and and never, I mean, without fail, I could get a hundred trades and a hundred comics. The the one comic I pull out of the box every time, the first comic I should say, that I pull out is always the boys. I have no idea why. <laughs> I, I read the boys first. I, Eric Robertson, baby. There, there there are better comics out there like Fear Agent. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I'm so enamored of these characters. That's cool. I just, I That's just have to read it. That's fun. Are, are you are you up to date on it? I no, no. I'm, I, I'm, I, I stopped. I stopped after the first um, the first trade, and uh, and I'm eagerly awaiting the second trade. 
Ennis is really subtle, but <laughs> he he let fly with the secret of mother's milk in this issue, and oh. it's it's pretty creepy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> is everybody I, still alive? Yeah. For, okay. Yeah. Uh, butcher and mother's milk are standing outside of a building, and mother's milk's just like making small talk, blah blah blah, and butcher's like. You better get in there. You you know you have to do it. Just go do it and get it over with. And you're wondering, like, what in the hell's going on? So cut to some other scene. I won't reveal it because many people may have not read it. And they, they come back, and Butcher's in a cab. Mother's Milk gets in, opens the door, and throws up out out the side of the cab. And he's like, I feel so disgusting, but this power that's coursing through me it's amazing blah 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 i'm paraphrasing and i nailed it i know what the secret is and it's really gross but oh god it, it's pretty much it's pretty much ennis yeah yeah so so you know I, I think the name literally is where he gets his uh his 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 power from <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I mean, put two and two together. Why would this huge hulking guy, not afraid of anything, be so repulsed by something he did? He would throw up outside of a cab. Yeah, I he's got to be sucking on his mom's boobs. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. But it, it's it's Ennis, and there's something in this issue that just makes that look like, you know. <laughs> kindergarten it's it's we hugi gets lucky but i wouldn't call it exactly lucky oh, after Lord. what happens to him <laughs> so they dig up his ex-girlfriend no he gets ah. he gets uh lucky with um annie one of the um the one of the seven. Oh, okay yeah uh, but, but i won't say what happens because it's really funny but, oh lord <laughs> women won't like it but it's funny the strap on involved? Uh, no. Ah. You'll, you'll read it. It's it's it, it, it's typical Ennis. Just loads of laughs and and but it's gross out humor. So you know, there's I'm probably actually, a lot of tight asses out there that aren't going to like it. I'm actually looking forward to him wrapping up his run on Punisher. Max. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. I, I've loved it every single step of the way. I've enjoyed yeah. it, but you know, it's. I, I was. I'm actually kind of glad that it's coming to an end because it feels like he's kind of done everything that he wants to do with that character. And yeah, and, and, and I think the past two arcs kind of prove that. Mm, they've been solid. Um, no, I, they they have. But I mean, mm -hmm. when you when you introduce your daughter or the character's daughter, I, I'm not saying yeah. he's running out of ideas, but I mean, it's just it's yeah, it's, it's feeling to move on. it's feeling it's final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's it's kind of funny for me because. Um, I don't think that, that they could kill Punisher after this because I think that the character has kind of reached its its pinnacle at this point. I don't think you're ever going to see a run by another by another writer that understands the character as well as Ennis, and I think that Ennis has done his work on Punisher now. So I think I think the character may have uh, served its purpose. Yeah. Oh, they no, could always they... they could always make him black. <laughs> <laughs> or Jewish. Are, are they going to cancel the title after Ennis leaves? No, no. Uh, there are uh, there. There's going to be alternating writers. Uh, Dwayne Straczynski, uh one of my new favorites. Um, oh, uh, is it Benson? Uh, the guy who's writing Fool Killer is it Hurwitz? Greg Hurwitz. He's going to be mm -hmm. writing an arc or alternating. And there's a third guy, and I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. Um, 
I don't think it's Mike Benson because he's 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 pretty much only doing Moon Knight. Um, so there's three writers going to come on. There's going to be yeah, they're going to be alternating arcs ah, until I, I until it, I guess they decide to stick with one and just let him write it out. Uh, is that going to be weekly? I give I give it six months. <laughs> no, it's not going to be weekly, you bastard. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to be no. that good. Oh. <laughs> Oh jeez, dude! Today, today was the first issue with the Barry Kitson artwork. Oh, really? Yeah. How does Kitson? How does Kitson look on Spider Man? I've I haven't seen the issue yet. I um, I'm gonna get it from my buddy, but it's uh, just the the pencil work I saw when they first announced it months ago was gorgeous. And I've he's he's being inked, I think, by. Uh, Jesse Delperdang, so that's uh, not exactly a pairing that I'm familiar with. I think Morales would be beautiful. Or even, even I guess, Mick Gray from when they were on the Legion together. But his, uh, <laughs> his, his Peter and his, uh, his Spider-Man alone in the suit just, just look great. And, and you're going to also, uh, soon you're going to have Mike McComb, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that arc by him. So you, you're going to have some, some really fine-looking art on... Uh, on Spidey over the uh, over the next few months, yep. and and I mean, which is just going to continue what we've been getting. So, right. I I I wouldn't know. Yeah. I know, I, but you know, that's why I, I'm I, here. I was very tempted to pick it up when I saw that Chris Piccolo was going to do an arc, and and I I looked through it and I saw this <clears throat> this Spider Man Wolverine thing going on in in an alleyway or something, and with all this. Snow. Oh, so you saw the first issue? Okay. You saw oh, the first it. It looked incredible, but I, 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 no, I can't buy it. I can't. I just, I don't know. No, you know, it's and and this is just me. Is whenever they, whenever they, and, and I'm glad they did it. It was very smart. I, I see exactly why they've done with Spider-Man what they did. They've kind of reset the character for a whole new generation. Now they can go and tell stories that make that core character very, very powerful and very relevant. Mm-hmm. The only problem with that for me is that I've already read those stories. I've already right. been, I've already been the the fourteen year old reading Spider Man, or the 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 twenty two year old that would still read Spider Man. And you know what? Those stories aren't mine anymore. So that that's okay. So I'm I'm as Tom would say, if you love something, let it go. If it comes back, <laughs> then you know it's yours. And I'm letting well, then... I'm letting go of Spider Man right now because <laughs> I've already read those stories. I really love Marvel then. <laughs> that's right let it go and they love you Vince I've let the whole freaking company go but you, you, you're right Chris you're right the, the stories that we enjoyed will never go away I'll yeah. always have the clone saga in that box over there and, and, <laughs> and all the, the the Ross Andrews stuff that just mm-hmm. the, imprinted itself on me so profoundly that I, I look as at Ross Andrews as with the same regard that I do Steve Ditko so I, I, I love Spider-Man. I, just, well, I, I, I had to put it on the back burner for a long time because I, and not that I've outgrown it, but my taste in reading for the past year, whatever, is not there. I just, well, I, co- comic strength is also their weakness in that you can have characters that can stay static for decades and never never change, never grow old, and therefore they're constantly new for new generations. 
but you know, for for us, and you know, we're you know, I, there haven't been that many generations of comic fans that have had to deal with this. You know what? What it's it's we've read those stories. We're we're yeah. fine with that. It's time to, it's time to move on with some of those. And you know, unless they drastically change a character, and you know, I'm quite honest. I love Daredevil. I'm starting to get a little bored with Daredevil as a character yeah. because I feel like I've read this character for for you know like five six years and I jumped back on when Bendis started and that was a great run and I loved Brubaker's early stuff and I'm like yeah you know what I love this stuff but yeah this character is not changing and you know what they're not gonna change because they're iconic properties and oh, they're just, not just gonna change. Break. Yep. Okay, just, yeah, it's, it's, Batman. I, I enjoy I enjoyed Detective Comics, and I'll read Detective for I don't know as as long as it's good. But I know that character's not going to change, so I'll right. get burned out on it, and then I'll go. Oh no, he's going to die. Yeah. He's going to rest in peace. Yeah, you saw the ad. You saw that book full of ads. You read that. Last yeah, make week. make it make it stick. Make it yeah. stick, and I'll be interested. Case in point, Uncle Scrooge. There's a timeless character. Yes. Mm-hmm. E- even though. Uh, this issue is a good example of it. There are newer stories after the Carl Barks thing where employees of Scrooge use cell phones and they're working... <laughs> no, really. And they're working on computers. In one story by uh, William Van Horn, they mention Blu-ray DVDs and, and, mm-hmm. and, other, and high def and stuff, but it, it, it doesn't really detract from the, the way you feel about the character because it just fits. You can plug Scrooge into any situation, put him on the moon, put him in a in a in his money bin, stick him on, you know, undersea. It's always Scrooge. You know, that's like, that brings up something I wanted to ask you guys about. Because um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to Seattle this weekend for the Emerald City show. Mm-hmm. And and Jeff Parker is gonna be there. And I love Jeff Parker's stuff. Especially and here you go, David, I'm throwing you a marble bone. I absolutely love his X Men first class. One of the things that was a little off-putting to me whenever I first read it is that I'm reading the X-Men, the original core X-Men team, in their first year as students at Xavier's, and they're... they're There's Iceman with an iPod. Yeah, yeah, the iPod, Mm -hmm. the Xbox, all of that, and it it took me out of the story a little bit, so I'm, I'm... I want to ask Jeff Parker why why he felt it important to update the story so blatantly. But how do you guys feel about stuff like that? If you if you read a you know, we'll say a Spider Man story that was going to be like Spider Man Year One, and he's texting a friend on a cell phone, would that seem weird to Didn't you? Did Burn do that? Did Burn do that in in Chapter One? I mean, was he was he updated to? 21st century nah, yeah nah, i didn't read it no, i don't know nah. but but um you know p- pick any co- any character that is a you know a silver or bronze age character and right. then to go back and tell like original stories from that from that mm-hmm. era you know from early in their career but they updated to the you know to the last like five ten years technology is that weird to you guys at all or does it is it okay do, do you have enough you know where you can separate yourself from that and and you're cool with it as long as the story's good wow that's a good question i think considering that this is x-men first class i'm not what what parker's doing and 
if if someone came to me and said, "Listen, we want you to write the first the first year of the Avengers or something to that regard," where where now we have the first five students from Xavier's Institute, and you're telling, I mean, you're, you're telling these these characters aren't fighting the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants month in month out. These are stories where you get to know the characters. You really understand that Bobby is a joker, that you know who Hank is and, and, and you know why Cyclops kinda of does what he does. But if Stan and Jack already did those stories. I, I they don't need to be retold for this generation. So if if tweaks are made where yeah, they're flipping through three hundred cable channels or they're talking about high def or they're going through the six CDs in the changer in their car. That really doesn't bother me also because I know X-Men First Class isn't canon. What what Brubaker or what Carrie is doing in the main X-Men books, it's not like it, it, it's not like if, if Scott's talking to Emma in Uncanny X-Men, he's not going to reference something about that solo Cyclops story that Jeff Parker wrote couple months ago. <laughs> that's, so that that's so funny. Because yeah, it's I mean that's it's a very it's a funny it's a very funny response to that in that you're okay with it as long as it's not in canon. Right. right. No what I didn't say that. I, 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 yes, did. Did. I, no, I said I said I'm I okay because it's not, not in canon. No, I said I said I know they're not. <laughs> right. You, you know, I, mean, I think it, go ahead, David. No, I'm I was just say, if if he did do that then that just then that does kind of cement it in that I'm my my Marvel Tales for next week is an uncanny X Men issue and it's supposed to be for this week it didn't happen and it's an issue where President Reagan appears now if if Brubaker does decide to reference that issue where Scott goes to Kentucky and goes down the mine to find this person this this mutant who's kidnapping these people then I, it just it kind of screws up the timeline a little bit. We've, we, we've come to expect that the Marvel Universe is kind of like this seven-ish... It's only been around for maybe like seven years. And every, every well, year, it's, it's, kinda, the, it's, the, it's the floating 10-year timeline. Right. And they've, so, they've talked about that, yeah. You know, so you have all these issues where they have met presidents. And the and same thing goes for DC. You know, they, 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 there are... There, there are landmarks that happen. There are actual events in history. You know, how many times did Superman meet, you know, JFK or, or Roosevelt, you know, just certain things like that where, so now I'm not saying it's going to get confusing or you have to tear your hair out, but if you go where Scott and Emma are in their thirties and then you go and you reference a story where Scott is in his late teens. Yeah. And he's got an iPod or, or, you know, he's playing his Xbox and now it's just like, okay, granted the story is what matters. Not, not the little extras, not the fact that, you know, he's got an iPod or he's got a Walkman or he's got, you know, a vinyl record player. It's just what's going on in the story is the important thing. The extras don't matter, but it's just, you're going to start to get a little, Mm -hmm. 
These are well, it's, yeah, it's but, it's it's the problem in, with continuity laden comics is that if you start pulling on on the threads, then then the entire you know blanket you know the, the whatever the the saying is the the quilt falls apart. You know, it's like uh, Teen Titans uh, Year One, which has been absolutely fantastic, and Carl Kessel is a fucking monster. I yeah. love him, um, but he's uh, a monster. Oh God, he's fucking amazing. Um, but uh, there were a lot of people that were emailing Tom about that because um, um, uh, Robin, well, because Robin, 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 and and Kid Flash are IMing with each other, and this is like a year one Teen Titans, and it, it kind of you know it, sometimes it takes me out of the story, but in Teen in in X Men First Class it took me out of the story. In Teen Titans Year One, it felt very natural. But in terms of fictional characters it's a necessary evil because as nothing more than intellectual property the companies that own these characters have to keep selling them to new generations now it, in order to do that you got to keep bumping up the timeline uh-huh. to make it appropriate for each new generation now if if they play it like superman was around in the 30s you'd have an old man running around Sure. Well, but you can, you can I'm not that, getting you know, into the Earth one or two. Right, no, I know, but you yeah. can say that it's, you know, he's an alien, so he's aged. Just like, well, even just Batman. Like the... <laughs> you know, yeah. then you're screwed. You're right. You're absolutely right. And, and Well, I mean, what's um, Iron Man's original origin? Was it the Vietnam War or the Korean War? It was the Korean and War. And it went to Desert Storm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Korean. And, and now, we, now we have the movie, and it's Afghanistan. So right. you take the same. What, what What's... It is an amazing strength of comics that if you have a a very solid core concept, it can be updated and and it lives through that and it's you know it's kind of like the constitution it's this very living thing that's very adaptable and 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 comic characters at their at their core if the if the if the concept is solid, you can keep doing that you can keep updating right. them and reinventing them. You know what I think also helps with me anyway is that this is the title of the book is X Men First Class. We're not going to get you know once once you start to if they decide to introduce Havoc and Polaris or the other X Men yeah. that showed up in the Thomas and Adams stories or even beyond that with, with Steranko, you know you. No, they they got to keep it below like issue ninety four or would whenever they started going to reprints, you know, screw all the new mutants. Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> there are very few characters that can be put in any kind of situation, in any any kind of timeline, mm-hmm. and work and work well. I think another one that that can is pretty flexible regardless of era is Tarzan. Tarzan oh. works in any era. Yeah. Conan, baby, Conan. Well, we 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 have read those what if issues where <laughs> Conan Conan meets Thor Conan in the twentieth century. Loved it. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I resent. I resent. Yeah, I mean Conan works for me, but uh, you know, I, I, it's it's really difficult to 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 fit some of these characters, the round pegs into the square holes. They, sometimes they just don't work. You know, it's interesting since we're talking about X Men First Class. The I do not have a problem at all with Wolverine First Class because Wolverine and Kitty, I can see him taking her under his wing. I can see these stories actually playing out in, well, up until Giant Size, Astonishing X-Men anyway. I can see, I can see, you know, Kitty thinking back on 
these past adventures where Wolverine was teaching her things. I really just can't see that with X-Men First Class. Not to say it can't happen. I just, I haven't opened my mind up to that yet. It's one of my favorite miniseries from back in the, back in the day. Wolverine, Wolverine Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride, man. That, yeah, that was awesome recently movie. collected, baby. Was it really? Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh. for, for three times the cover price. I think, yeah, no But we shit. won't go there. I think they were, what, 75 cents an issue then? I think they were yeah. a buck and a... No, they, they, I think they were 75 cents an issue. 75 yeah. cents? That's what they were when I came out. I think they were... Oh. I comics with, were with 50, Alan no 65. With the who? I, Al Milgram, right? Didn't he? Al Milgram yeah. did the art, yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. See? That's taking me back. Let me ask you a question. This has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but I'm looking at this Uncle Scrooge issue again. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever read Uncle Scrooge? I'm getting ready to. David, um, have you ever read it? I haven't in a really long time. All right. So I'm reading Uncle Scrooge, and naturally, whenever Scrooge speaks, I hear the brogue in my head. Mm-hmm. Why do I not hear Donald talking like a duck? I hear Donald talking like a normal person. <laughs> I wonder, is there anyone who reads... Disney comics and 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 here's like like Edwin Donald talks. I don't hear no, probably because it's it, well, it's annoying, but it yeah, you, you can see Donald and know that that's Donald. I I can hear I can if I'm reading Mickey Mouse, I can hear that. I can hear Goofy. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I, and yeah well, sure. I, I, I hear, hear Mickey Scrooge, and Goofy. but yeah, right. no, Donald. You know that that kind of harkens back to something you were talking about earlier. Whenever you said that. Uh, that you love that comic because it, it made the rest of the world melt away. That's right. And, and, and I know this. I noticed, I noticed in, in the comics that, that do that for me. And it's very few of them that, um, that become, you know, kind of all engrossing. And they are the ones where the characters have different voices for me. I read uh, walking dead and each one of those characters in my head has a very distinct voice, and and not every comic does that. Um, I've read another comic tonight, the other one that I read, which I won't I won't mention, but it was. Oh, you have to do it now. Go ahead. Every. No, I don't want to because David will be upset with me. No, just uh, just, be just oh, even more reason to to say Definitely it. Definitely now. <laughs> Secret invasion. Okay, see, now I haven't read it yet. I'm about to, but I haven't read it yet. God, spill the beans. God, spill the beans. Damn it, will you progress the goddamn story a little bit? You <laughs> fucking Jesus. I mean, come on. Something. Give me something, motherfucker. I just spent $3 on this. <laughs> oh, Mockingbird. Whoopee shit. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm a big you, West Coast Avengers fan, you fuck. Thank you very much. I appreciate I it. Can you give me a little bit of story? Just a little bit. Um, and and every, oh, God, and everyone, it's the same fucking voice, and it's just like, it's like, oh, oh, okay, edit that out. I, I, no, 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 that's no, no. staying in. How oh. about Action Comics? And make, sure this is out before Se- make sure this is out before Seattle starts, so when Chris meets Bendis... Yeah, it's, I'm telling. Yeah, it's it, it's the it's the big event pitfall, man. You take you take people that have shown that they can be good writers in certain sandboxes, and you you heap a big bunch of responsibility on them to tell a huge universe crossing. You know, you know whose fault it is. You know whose fault Marvel's. it is. No, it's my fault because I bought it. 
No, 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 no. It's it's, it's, it's Marvel's my, fault because it's, it's fault. the 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 reaction to the book is in direct proportion to the amount of hype you heap upon it. If you push this book as the be all and the end all of the Marvel universe, it all happens here. You have to read this. It's going to change everything. It's going to be so good. There's no way these guys can live up to that. There's no way. But 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 there becomes you know the, there's a point where you hear that so many times that it, it's your fault for buying into it and no, and buying the product. And, no, you, and, and you I read expect it. a return on your dollar in accord to yeah. how much you like. I, when I buy a comic, I expect three dollars worth of entertainment, which these days is not a whole hell of a lot. But I, I at least expect to be mildly entertained. There's just there's not much story. And so many comics out there today, and I love the big splash pages as much as anybody else. And the two-page spread of the big fight, I appreciate that when it's needed. But Jesus, there's there's just not there's not enough story anymore. It's they're they're, they're taking three times to you know three times as as many pages to tell the same story that they used to it's very frustrating we we talk about it ad nauseum and it's my fault for buying it because i i i put down secret invasion and i was like okay yeah that's a wasted issue because absolutely nothing fucking happened you need to start buying uncle scrooge my friend <laughs> i hear you <laughs> i bought detective comics and i like but, it no i think i think it's one of the you you can't tout something that highly and expect the reaction to be in accord with the hype because mm -hmm. it's just not possible I, I, that's why i'm so enjoying the fact that dc is not shoving final crisis down our throats right now i'm sure they will along the line but for right now there's really not all that much going on about it which it's, is cool it's what an eight issue mini Seven, seven, I think. Seven, okay. Yeah, seven. It's and from what I've heard is that you'll be able to get the seven issues, and the story will be contained within that. That's all you have to read, and and you'll get as much of the story as you as you need. Then they're going to have. I, f I find that hard to believe. Then they're going to have too many. So they're going to have um, Final Crisis Re uh, Revelations, that, which is uh, Greg Rucka is writing that, and that's going to be a. Um, um, Spirit of Vengeance story. It's going to be a Spectre story. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be the uh, Rogues miniseries from Jeff Johns. And, and then, there's, then there's the Legion of Three Worlds. Legion of Three Worlds. and then Which is the one and, I'm looking forward to. Which should be very good. And then uh, Requiem, which is the one shot. That's going to be Final Crisis. Apparently, what they say is that you're not going to need any more than the core series. If you want more, you can have the minis. And I tell you what, I, speaking of the minis, I look back on Infinite Crisis. The minis were the best part of that entire event. Like the yep. the, the Secret Six stuff and, and the Shadow Pack stuff. The, oh, min, yeah. the whole minis that led up to that, that was better than the damn event. Why are the bald guys driving the two biggest companies? It seems like Bendis <laughs> is bald, Morrison's bald, DiDio's bald. Jeff Johns is not bald, thankfully. No. So he's he's got hair. No, Brian K. Vaughn. Have you yeah. seen Have you seen Mark Guggenheim? No, yeah. he's bald. Ball. Brian Reed. <laughs> I'm in good company then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Hey, you know what? We're 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 overstaying our welcome for this week. Oh no! I'm yeah, we're on... I got a good rant going there. Ben, this is going to kick me in the nuts in Seattle. Kick you in the taint. I think you'll survive. Oh, I tell you what. Um, um, why know you are very nice though. 
Of course. I like, I like Morales. I, I like, yeah. yeah, I like his anchor. Very nice. I did read something else for this week, but I'll save it for next. And I guess I read, I'll save mine for next week, too. Yeah, that's a good idea. I read That Salty Air by Tim Sievert from Top Cow. Top Ooh. Cow. Shit, I did it again. Top shelf. I, I, I have. I'm telling Chris Staros on you. <laughs> oh man, what a magnificent book! Yeah, but I'll, I'll really? go into it next. I talk yeah. too much. Just, just talk you about do. it and then ed- edit me out. I'm and not then... doing any and no editing. No, off, I talked. I talked too much man. this week, didn't I? No, you did. You did well. That's David fine. did well too. I was low key this weekend, which is a good thing. It's it, 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 there's three and 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 soon to be four of us. I think you know there's right. probably going to be weeks where someone is going to talk a little more than the others. That's fine, and then we just pick that's, it up next week. And and that's life. Someone well, the from, well, see, you know what it is is that we're getting ready to go to Seattle, and and Sal is going to be joining us on the show, and it's going to mm-hmm. be me and Tom and Sal again. So you know I'm not going to get a fucking word in. In, in edgewise, so well, I had to get it out of me this, you know, on this one. Yeah. And and, and it, I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- take us home, brother. Take us home. Yeah. So wait, just let's find out what David's going to talk about next week. What, oh. what did you read for this week that you're going to carry over? Young Liars Number One. Oh Ooh. yes, and you know what? Before we go, I want to read something. Good thing you brought that up. By all means, Be- because there's something very important. Did you write a little here. poem about David Wapham? No, oh. David. <laughs> I should though. I <laughs> I love the guy, but but David Lapham is so confident in Young Liars that he has done something that's really cool. Uh, I will read part of a, a post he put on the uh, ValiantFans.com message board, and he says, "Yes, it is a Vertigo book, and I'm trying my goddamn hardest to make sure it's not canceled. I'm putting my heart and soul into this thing, and I'm trying to spread the word." What he's doing is any anyone who tries out Young Liars and sends the book to him with a self-addressed stamped envelope will have the comic return signed, personalized or not, along with a headshot sketch of any character you choose. Could be Young really? Liars, Stray Bullets, your favorite Valiant character, etc. If anyone's willing to risk sending me a Valiant comic, I can sign those too. But other than promising not to rip, fold, or crumple your comic, personally and packing, and packing it, back into your mailer i can't take any other responsibility for what the good folks at the post office might do to it someone should write mr lapham a letter and say valiant comics aren't that expensive anymore (laughs) (laughs) but he does say spread the word on this i'll do it for anyone who tries out young liars send all comics to david lapham post office box 3911 glendale california 91221 Dash zero nine one one, and if you didn't get that address, you can either rewind and hear it again, or you can come to our forum, which is nestled snugly in the bosom of the Around Comics forum, and we have a thread going on there where you can get the address and read the entire letter. He's 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 a hell of a guy. I read That's uh, sweet. Issue... That's awesome. Oh really? I, I I read issue one and I loved it. I got issue two in this week's box. Didn't get to it mm-hmm. yet, but it it. Uh, it has a Stray Bullets vibe, and I think that's the biggest praise I can ever give it. Stray Bullets was one of those life-changing series for me. I just loved it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get on the tip. I gotta read it. So. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Stray Bullets is incredible. The characters—it's like a Tarantino, Tar, 
but, but Toy Walt, it's like a Tarantino movie. The characters are so fleshed out and fully realized, but there's so many of them. It's an ensemble cast. It's, it is just perfect. It's so great. you're saying that instead of Secret Invasion, I yes. should go back and read Stray Bullets? I would recommend it, yeah. David, what do you think? I haven't read Stray Bullets. I want to. I I know you. You'd love it. Would I put down Secret Invasion for Stray Bullets? Well, considering what else I do on the weekend, (laughs) it's kind of hard for me to say, yeah, I'll do that. I think I can enjoy all sorts of comics. So you're saying, what you're saying right now is that you are multifaceted, you're you you're the reed that bends in the breeze, not breaks. And Chris, unfortunately, is too tight to appreciate it. <laughs> well, let me tell in you so that, many words. Well, that, well, David, to, to put salve in the wounds, I've actually really been enjoying the Avengers tie-ins to Secret Invasion. I think they're better than the first two issues of of the actual mini. Okay. Well, I'll I'll read the second issue tonight. And then we mm-hmm. can we can talk about it on the forum if you want. I have no, I there will, I, you know honestly there won't be much to talk about because nothing fucking happens. Okay, hey, okay. all right, okay. There we go. No more, no more Marvel talk. Stop it. <laughs> 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 all right. Hey, I hope you guys had a great time listening to us, and uh, I personally will be back next week. And Mister Wood emailed me today and informed me that he's still doing the vacation thing but he will be with us next week so we will be uh, yes we will be up to full force next week see this is always this is always the sad part for me say goodnight yeah i don't but but no 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 but we will reunite next week well before that we will but in in, on the mic we'll reunite next week and we'll have we'll just do it again that we'll do it every week you know what i do want to say thank you to everybody that's popped on the forum, whether it oh, was yeah, yeah, on absolutely. the Marvel Noise forum when, when Vince announced it or on, on our own forum, on, on the Iraq Comics forum when, when the first episode went up and, you know, we came back and, and yep. everybody has just been extremely gracious. The, the feedback has been, has been great to read. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm glad Vince is back doing a podcast. I'm glad people are digging it. I'm, I'm glad I'm hanging out with you two guys and, I I thank everybody. Well, get used to it because this is how it's going to be. Cool. What 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 they've heard in this hour, or let's see, hour and uh, whatever hour and seventeen minutes, whatever they hear in in this hour, this is how it's going to always be. Just bullshitting about comics. I so, won't I won't I won't talk as much from now on. Yes, yeah, you're right. I'm going to be yeah. good. We'll we'll make until it. Secret Invasion <laughs> number three. Oh jeez. <laughs> Hey, you know, see, you don't know it, but I'm secretly channeling myself through Chris. I've learned how to do it. <laughs> All right, let, let's let's nail this sucker down. Right, join us, join us next week for more uh, hijinks. Say bye bye. Bye boys. So long. I miss you guys. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. I miss Fuck. you already. Yeah, he was in it. <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs> I don't do that.